0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're
1: listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.
0: Hey, everybody. Here I am. For a second, I was like, what do I say? I can't remember how to start my podcast. This is the bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of Bet Rivers. We got a lot to get to on this Wednesday program. Lots. The NBA finals are upon us. The Stanley Cup finals are upon us. We are officially at the one-third point of the MLB season. Um, And... I talked a little bit on the Cleveland podcast Monday about the, the Browns specifically going after DeAndre Hopkins, but I wanna talk about it here from a more national perspective and as I saw some interesting comments about people not wanting to spend a ton of money on DeAndre Hopkins and that I found that fascinating. So I'm gonna to get to all of it on this edition of the bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, let's start it off. Let's get to the NBA first. Last night, we saw something that's never happened in the NBA before. Um, no, it's not the Celtics becoming the first team ever to come back down 0-3 in a series. That has never happened in over 150 times. But it was the first time a team... now. Most of the teams that are down 0-3 never even got to a Game 7. I think there were only four. I think the Celtics last night were, I want to say, the fourth or fifth team to ever get to a Game 7. But they were the first team ever to come back down 0-3, tie a series, and then have a Game 7 at home. That never happened before. And everything pointed to a Celtics victory heading into the game last night. You figure the Heat blew a 3-0 lead. And the games in, in Boston. Uh, and Boston, while they've been bad at home, and they were bad, you know, the series, uh, home court didn't matter much. But Boston's been good in game sevens. They beat the Heat last year. um, And they got past the Sixers in, in game seven at home in the previous series. So everything was pointing in the Celtics' direction. But Jason Tatum got banged up early. The Celtic, the, the Celtics could not shoot very well in this game. Jalen Brown, when asked to be the lead dog, was not up for the challenge. He's a good hell of a player, but he didn't. He was awful yesterday. Nineteen points on twenty-three shots. The Celtics shot twenty-one percent from behind the arc, and Jalen Brown had eight turnovers—more than half of the Celtics turnovers. The rest of the players to play in this game combined the rest of the Celtics and the entire Heat roster. Combined for 19 turnovers. Jalen Brown had eight by himself. That is absolutely hideous. Um, I think the by the way, and and obviously the Heat win the game 103 84. We'll look ahead to the finals in a minute. But um, great performance by Miami. Uh, I think uh, shout out to my guy uh, Joe Varden of the Athletic. He got it right, but he was in the minority. Caleb Martin should have been the MVP of the series. Uh too many of the guys, including Reggie Miller, was calling the series, uh, went with the big name in Jimmy Butler, but Caleb Martin was the guy in this series. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He was he shot better than Jimmy. He had 26 and 10 in the game clinching when not, a lot of other guys were not shooting well. 26 and 10, one turnover. In the sixth game, they lost that game. He shot it great, twenty-one and fifteen in that game. Uh, you know, and he played really, really well in this series. Um, and I thought he was the MVP. Didn't get it. All right, well, who cares? I guess in the end. But uh, man, Eric Spolster did a great job um, keeping. You know, when when he in his post game after they lost game six, that heartbreaker on the tip-in uh, by Derek White at the buzzer to get the game back to Boston. You saw him after the game. He goes, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to win game seven. That was a real honest moment. He's like, I don't, I don't know. What do we do? But they found a the way. Now, for the Celtics, will they fire their head coach? You never know. It's the NBA. Coaches get fired all the time. I don't think they will. I mean, you give him credit and the team credit for coming back. I thought they played a terrible they were awful yesterday, and there's no excuse. I mean, you, you could bring up the Tatum injury, and he didn't play particularly well, but that's not an excuse. You were the more talented team, and you failed to win the series, and it, you didn't shoot the ball well. That was it. I mean, you look at your best players. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Smart combined 17 for 46 from the field. I mean, you know, that's that's terrible. So not good enough. And the Celtics go home. Now, Miami has to play Denver in the NBA Finals. Denver's had nine days' rest. Miami gets two days rest. Um if you look, let's look at the numbers. We'll go to the Bet River Sportsbook here. Uh the Miami Heat or the uh excuse me, the Denver Nuggets are a big favorite to win the NBA championship. It would be the first one in franchise history. They are minus three eighty-five. Miami Heat are plus three hundred. Uh for game one Thursday night in Denver, eight thirty, the Nuggets are an eight and a half point favorite. Um over under is two hundred nineteen. By, by the way, some some individual props for this game. Um Caleb Martin over 18 and a half points is an interesting one. Uh, A couple other things. Uh, The score the most points in the series, Jokic plus 110. That's pretty safe. Um, Let's see. Jimmy Butler plus 150. Jamal Murray plus 250. Everybody else is plus 4,000 or more. Caleb Martin plus 4,000. Uh, it would be a pretty big upset if it's not uh, Jokic or, or um, Jimmy Butler. And finally, to win the series. So the the most likely resolution to the series, according to the Bet River Sportsbook, is the Nuggets in five. And uh, the, the Nuggets have dominated Miami in the last few years. Again, it's regular season versus the playoffs. It's a, It seems like on paper it's a bad matchup, but I'm never counting out Eric Spolstra. Most people thought they had no chance against Boston, and they won. The Nuggets in five is the is the most likely result. I kind of I like the Nuggets in six, which is the third choice. I kind of like that plus four fifty on Nuggets in six. The Nuggets sweep has a better a better odds than any thing of the with the Heat winning. So Nuggets in five is plus two fifty. Nuggets in seven plus four hundred. Nuggets in six plus four fifty. I know to win a game six, you'd be winning in Miami. I just I think we've seen that's not a big deal. Nuggets were not great on the road in the regular season, but it's irrelevant. That's what I like. So if you're going to lay something on the series, I would go with the with the Nuggets in six, which is the third choice. Uh, nuggets in a sweep, plus 475. Heat in six, plus 800. Heat in seven, plus 1,000. Heat in five, plus 2,000. Heat in a sweep, plus 4,000. I can't imagine on how on earth that would possibly happen, but I guess crazier things have. Um, uh, anyway, I liked it. I, obviously, I like the Nuggets in the series. I liked them in six, as I mentioned, and uh, so that would be the way I was leaning, Then we'll see if they can take care of business. Uh, I think, you know, the whole rest versus rush thing, I'd rather have the rest. I think the Nuggets will take advantage of it, and I think they'll win the series. But I, I'm always going to give Eric Spolstro's team a puncher's chance. I, how, how could you not? As good a coach as he is. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup finals. And we'll go to the uh, Bet River Sportsbook again. The uh, Florida, the Vegas Golden Knights are. A slight favorite to win the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, this, unlike the NBA, much more competitive in terms of what the BetRivers River Sportsbook thinks is going to happen. Um, obviously, Florida was team. Nobody really expected to be here, but they have played great in the postseason. Obviously, you don't get to the, the Stanley Cup Finals if you're you're not playing great. Um The Vegas Knights in 2018 lost to the um, to the Washington Capitals um, in the uh, Stanley Cup finals. And now they return. The Florida Panthers um, have not been recently to the finals, at least not, you know, and so anyway. You know, I've I've admitted I'm not a big hockey guy, so I don't know a ton about hockey. But uh, you know, we'll see. Um, it's expected to be a close series. The Knights did a great job in Game Six, but it's hard to bet against. It's hard to bet against the Panthers, even though the, I mean home ice doesn't really matter. They've just been so good. Again, without being a hockey aficionado, I would kind of lean towards. Uh, the plus 110 with the Panthers, why not? It's hockey, anybody can win. And that's one of the great things about hockey is that it's kind of, you know, you feel like you always have a chance and they're not a big underdog. So I'd go, I'd I'd lean towards Florida. That would be my lean. To Major League Baseball, where we are at the one third point I've talked about how everybody is is really still in it outside of Kansas City and Oakland. I mean, obviously Chicago, the White Sox and the Cubs, neither of those teams is particularly good. and They're both long shots, but I because they're in bad divisions, I wouldn't even count those te- those two teams out. The White Sox are 7 games out and and the Cubs are only 5 out. They're not even actually the Cardinals are uh, dipped back into last place, but um nobody's out of it. I mean, the White Sox Every team in baseballs is with is within five and a half games of a playoff spot, except for the White Sox, who are seven out, Kansas City eleven and a half, and Oakland twenty five. Uh, well, they're probably a little less than that, but twenty five games out of first, but uh, way way out of it. But it, it it's really up for grabs. It's going to make lead to an interesting trade deadline if there's if there's only like four or five teams completely out of it. Those teams that and now the problem for Oakland is they don't even have anybody to trade, so you have very few teams that are out of it Oakland's got nothing to trade they I, I they don't have anything that can get them any significant return so nobody's knocking down their door to get players uh I look at Kansas City who's completely out of it. I guess they could trade Salvador Perez. I don't think that's likely. I don't know what he'd bring back at this point in his career. Their other good players are all young. They're not trading Bobby Witt Jr. or Vinny Pasquatino or MJ Melendez. And then from a pitching perspective... um You're not – like, Zach Greinke's not pitching particularly well. He's not a guy you're comfortable training for. Like, he's an odd dude. Jordan Lyles, another veteran pitcher, has been terrible. I I do think the one guy Kansas City has – well, more than one guy. Raldis Chapman's pitched pretty well for them. He's not the same guy, but he's pitched – you know, I mean, 32 strikeouts in 19 innings. Amir Garrett, who got off to a bad start, has pitched better – A lot of base runners and a lot of walks. But, you know, again, they're they're not getting a lot for those guys, but you can get a piece. But Kansas City, outside of bullpen, really has nothing to trade. Oakland's got nothing to trade. Now, that's why the White Sox are in a good position, and even the Cubs, because at least those teams have things to trade. I mean, the White Sox, they could trade Moncada. They could trade... Benintendi, I know he just signed a deal. They could trade Tim Anderson, Grandal, Elvis Andrews. They could trade some of their pitchers. Now, some of those guys have bad years, so I don't know. The Cubs could trade Bellinger, who's on a one-year contract. They could trade Mancini, who's on a one-year contract. They could trade uh, Marcus Stroman, who's having a great year, who can opt out of his contract. Um, maybe Jan Gomes. I think they like having him around their young pitchers, so I, I think that's unlikely. I don't know that he'd get much of anything for Jan Gomes, but Drew Smiley is a guy who could be traded. Brad Boxberger, if he gets healthy out of the pen. Mark Leiter Jr. has been fantastic for them out of the pen. He's been a journeyman, but he's pitched great. Again, you're not getting a ton for him, but they have at least the Cubs and White Sox have some guys that can bring back some value uh, in terms of a trade because... Oakland's got nothing, and Kansas City's got almost nothing. So, if there's only four or five teams out of it at the trade deadline, well, then the White Sox and potentially the Cubs, but especially the White Sox, have the potential to really do well because they're going to have a bunch of teams competing to try to get some of their guys. And there's not it's a seller's market. I mean, again, we got two months till the trade deadline, so it's certainly possible things change. But especially because both Central Divisions stink it's hard to fall out of it, and you know some of the teams that are like haven't been great, like like St Louis or even even the white sox that their their owners may not agree to like a sell-off. I mean Cardinals, I think they're not going anywhere they're only five and they're in the last place, but they're five and a half out and they've overall played better. I know they've lost a few here, but they've overall played a lot better the last few weeks they never sell or almost never. I I, I don't see them doing. I'm not in this division. There's nobody any good. Milwaukee's not good. Pittsburgh's not good. They're like, they're all mediocre teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes itself out. Um, as the season goes along, but, but, um, you know, it's just interesting that it's it's weird to see at the end of May that there's really only two teams out of it. And those teams are so bad that they just have nothing to offer. There's, there's not much of a trade market right now in terms of a buyer and a seller. Now, if you have two teams. Like, I look at the Cardinals and the Guardians. I think they're a perfect matchup to make a, a legit, you know, major leaguer for major leaguer trade. The Cardinals need pitching. They've got an abundance of outfielders. The Guardians need an outfielder. They've got an abundance of pitching. Uh, the Guardians have four legit starters, although Cal Quantra last night pitched like crap, and they've got Tristan McKenzie and Aaron Savali coming off the injured list. They have some pitching to trade. The Cardinals will have Dylan Carlson, Tyler O'Neill coming off. They've got uh, Juan Yepes. They've got uh, Lars Nootbaar. They've got um, uh, Alec Burleson. They got Jordan Walker, the kid who started the season in the major. It's a. I think these teams are a perfect fit to to trade with each other. Uh, We'll see if they can, because it's just the buy or sell type of trade is just not really there at the moment. Um, So we'll see. All right. uh, Finally, I want to jump in uh, to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I've talked about him on on Monday's podcast, specifically when it comes to the Browns on my Cleveland podcast. But it's interesting. I was reading today that supposedly – Nobody wants to pay big money for Hopkins, which I get because he's 31. He's going to turn 31 this week. And, you know, you don't want to be committed to find too big financially to a 31 year old receiver. What's interesting, though, and, and this is the tricky spot, like he's gotten money here from from the Cardinals, even though they cut him. But you look at Odell Beckham, Jr., um, Odell will turn 31 this season, right? So I think DeAndre Hopkins is only four or five months older. Um, uh, Hopkins born June 6th, 92. Odell born November 5th, 92. So essentially the same age. Hopkins is five months older than Odell. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been way better than Odell for years. He is the far better player. Odell was injured last year, missed the entire season. Now, DeAndre Hopkins missed some time, but he played nine games. Uh, Odell hasn't been consistently excellent in, like, five years. DeAndre Hopkins was excellent every year when he's been on the field. He had over 700 yards in nine games last year. He was still on pace for, like, a 1,200-yard season. Well, the touchdowns were down a little bit, but it was a terrible team with no quarterback, even when he played. He, I don't think he played with Kyler Murray much last year. He was hurt. So if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you're saying, well, Odell is the same age as me. He's not as accomplished. He's not as good, and he's coming off an injury, a bigger injury. Why the hell would I take less money than him? So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays itself out. If I were – and I, I've said this once, I'll say it a million times. I never begrudge players getting every dime they can. If that's your choice, that's what you want to do. I'm not going to complain about it. That's your money. it's your life. Do what you want. I like to believe if I were DeAndre Hopkins and I already made over 100 million, and my family and their family were set for life, that I would rather go somewhere where I can win than take every last dollar. That's up to him ultimately. If I if I'm if I'm um, DeAndre Hopkins, it's a no brainer that if Kansas City's interested, I'm going. You know, what, what, what's the most he can pay me? Okay, let's go. Because with Kansas City, I mean, and I don't want him to end up in Kansas City as someone who cares about the Browns and someone who roots for the Bengals. I don't want to see him end up in Kansas City. But Kansas City was already the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They don't have a particularly good receiver core. He'd be their best receiver, not their best pass catcher. Travis Kelsey at this point's better, but he'd be their best wide receiver uh, to me, that's a, a no brainer. If I'm him, I assume they're interested. My second choice would probably be Buffalo. And then after that, it would be Cleveland or Dallas, maybe the Giants. Um, trying to think who else might be in the mix. But ultimately he could choose the place. But if I'm him and I've made over a hundred million dollars, you know, I can make a few million less this year to be on a winner. And maybe he doesn't care about that. Maybe he just wants to um Maybe he just wants to uh, you know, make his every last dollar make as much money as he can. Um But you know, I mean, he's got plenty of money. Again, I don't begrudge a guy for trying to make whatever he can. But if I were him, like Kansas City would be a no brainer for his choice. All right, I talked about hockey earlier, but Monzo's here, so I want to bring him in. Let me jump in on some hockey, man. So I was saying before, you know, I know, I don't pretend to be a hockey expert. I don't, I don't really know much about hockey. However, when I look at the uh, the Bet Rivers line uh, for this series, um, the the Panthers are a slight dog. They're plus one ten to win the series. They've been so great in this playoff. They surprise so many teams. I know Vegas is the favorite. They're a slight favorite. I'm kind of leaning towards Florida. Where
1: are you, where are you on this series? I don't see how. The Panthers defeated the Bruins, the best team in hockey, and how any, how they'd be underdogs to any team, right? In the cup final. So no, I, I know yeah. they are. The numbers they are in, in all the sports books. They are, um, but it just to me, um, mm. hey, the Panthers are the it team. They've been great. They've been clutch. Uh, you talked a lot about how uh, playing on the road doesn't mean a lot. And it's true they've dominated on the road. They dominated overtime games, yeah. and you know playoff hockey is very close right. for the most part. I mean, I know that the Golden Knights went to Dallas and won six nothing, but uh, for the most yeah. part, it's going to be tight, hard nose, hard hitting hockey. Not a lot of penalties, uh, unless the Rangers are playing, they'll call them all against them. But uh, not a lot of penalties. It's going to be, um, you know, and those are the kind of you know those are the games that Florida's won. And look, that's to knock the Golden Knights, and the Golden Knights. I mean, what a job they've done! They've been in the league for four, you know, five years now. They've been in the Stanley Cup Finals yeah. twice. I mean, that's just insane. Um, I mean, the Rangers yeah, have been—you know—they've been, you know, been one since '94. and So I want to jump off a bridge, but um, no, it's going to be—it's going to be a fascinating series. Certainly not the series the league won. I mean, Let's be honest. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. But no, uh, no, I, I think from no. the betters' perspective, you're getting good value on the Florida Panthers and what a time to be a Miami sports fan and be between the Panthers and the heat. You got a lot going on right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, I don't think the NBA
0: or the NHL wanted these matchups, right? Yeah. You know Uh, what's amazing about the Panthers. They, their first year was 93, 94, right? right? They went to the Stanley cup in their third year in the 96 lost that, lost that Stanley cup. Of course, they then went, made it to, and, and, but basically they've been awful since then. Right. I mean, I don't think they've won more than like one round, maybe two. Yeah,
1: they've since they've lost. They lost the Rangers in '97 with Gretzky. Uh, they yeah. were really good last year uh, in the regular season, and then they they lost. Uh, they the lost. They, I got it up now. They lost in the second. So, so they beat Toronto off the top of my head. Am I right about that or wrong? Uh, they lost in the second round. It doesn't say who they yeah, lost. But I year. think. Well, no, 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 no. Tampa and Toronto played last year. They lost to Tampa. They got smoked by Tampa. I think they got swept. Tampa yeah. last year uh and then that was when tampa went on to play the rangers in the conference final and ended up coming back down to nothing but yeah. um florida to me what's funny about the panthers is um they were great last year they made the trade for matthew kachuk and they weren't great in the regular season i mean they barely got into the playoffs i mean they the rangers dominated them and, right. uh, you know and, and a lot of the teams dominated them they get in and look you, you talked about it and you don't talk a lot of hockey but all you gotta no. do is get in They got in and they got hot and he got hot and Matthew Kachuk has elevated his game to a level that, you know, has put him in the elite, the elite five players in the league right now. He's there and he's not only performing in the regular season, what he's doing in the playoffs has been insane.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing. It's a great story. So I'll be rooting for him. I just double checked it, by the way, since going to the Stanley Cup final in 95, 96, they've won before this year. They had won one playoff That's series insane. yeah and that was last year they won in the first round last year and and they had lost before before winning in the first round last year going back to the stanley cup final in 96 they had lost four five six seven playoffs se- their last seven playoff series they've lost they had lost eight of their last nine playoff series since the stanley cup finals almost 30 years ago and now they got a chance to be champions. That's that's why. And they give
1: wild. and they give the Golden Knights a lot of credit. I mean, they come out of an expansion draft with players like William Carlson. I yeah. you know I know you've heard of him, but players like no. that who who weren't superstars, and then they make the trade for Jack Eichel last year, who uh, with Buffalo he was coming off a, a neck injury. A lot of people were you know, questioning what he was going to do, and you know him being the 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 last piece for them to really get going. They had a great regular season. He's made all the difference. Hockey-wise, it's going to be a great Stanley Cup final. No one's going to watch it, but if you're watching yeah. the games, the games are going to be good. I do. Yes. I am oh. with you. I lean Florida. What are you going?
0: Panthers six, Panthers and seven. Uh, you, I got? would
1: go seven, seven games. That was impressive. What the the
0: Knights Golden Knights did to Dallas in games. Oh
1: well, well uh, the Star, first off the Stars captain Jamie Ben, what an idiot, getting himself suspended two games. He can't be the best player on your team. And, no. you know, cross-check somebody in the face. I, you got to be able to control your emotions. Um, so that hurt them. But, you know, to go into Dallas after losing two games in a row and all of a sudden Dallas yeah. Yeah, has a little momentum and to dominate. Um, great yeah. job. Right now. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like all I right. said, hockey-wise, it'll be fun. Hopefully yeah. uh, the 13 people watching it, enjoy it. There you go. I'm sure it'll be more than that. But, uh, yeah, it's not obviously not a
0: ratings winner. But who cares? If it's a good series, that's good. All right, Monzo, thanks for producing. Thanks for chiming in on the hockey. Thanks to everybody for listening today. Be back on Friday. Where else? But right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, part of BetRivers. Rivers. See you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the BetRivers Rivers
0: Network.